Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan. With me, as always, is Logan for this chilled, laid-back uh, July 4th stream, pretty much here. How are you today, Logan? Uh, you know, like they say, like a firework. Um, you, you explode. I don't know. I don't know what fireworks say. Do fireworks talk? No, but Katy Perry has a song about fireworks. Roaring. Oh, and roaring. fireworks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My trip down to oh, uh, Hilton man. Head included a bunch of Katy Perry music. At my it pick, could be worse. Uh, my wife's not a big Katy Perry fan. Yeah. I am, so I was. I like Katy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Did you know she was a Christian artist at first? I did not yeah. know that. Who's Christian? Is that is that somebody? That's my that sister. Or... Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but uh, yeah. The I didn't laid know that. back stream here. I don't have my green screen up. I'm not even sitting up. I'm leaning back. It's the holidays. Yeah, welcome. July 4th summer. coming up yeah. here. We're on July 3rd, the day we're recording this. Um, thank God. Any big plans, Jordan? I know we talked about it, but any huge plans? Uh, Indiana Jones, $7 yeah. movie. <laughs> on. Uh, Dang, that's a bargain for, for Indy? Yeah, go, go into really? uh, our local theater has uh, $7 tickets on Tuesdays. Where do you live? I'm going to look at Zillow and move up there. <laughs> so yeah, our theater does $7 Tuesdays. So uh, we were originally going to go Friday, but my wife wasn't feeling well. So we pushed it to uh, Tuesday getting a deal too. So pretty much our two tickets are going to cost like what one ticket would have cost. So it's pretty great. Are you a big indie fan? Like, I don't know if I, I don't know. If yes, I, know, I am. Yeah. Now I don't okay. watch them as much as like, uh as yeah. other people you know like a star wars yeah, or yeah. Like you know because uh actually if, if if we're gonna jack from the final third he's been on this show so listeners would know him but we do the disney podcast together behind the dreams and we actually we always tease each other on that because um indiana jones is his favorite franchise actually so when he's talking you know he's very excited about going to see the movie and uh, he started off the episode saying like, oh, you know, I got to see the best franchise release a conclusion. I said, Star Wars did that like four years ago. That's not recent. And then he's like, yeah. no, Indi he's like, no, Lucasfilm best one. I said, yeah, Star Wars. That's that's been over for four years. <laughs> and he was like, no, Indiana Jones. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's his favorite franchise. So um uh, he, he's really big into it, but uh, Joy isn't. Um, she doesn't know if she's even seen one. I know she's seen one because when we were dating, we watched Last Crusade at uh, her house on her VHS. <laughs> she had a VHS tape of it at her parents' house. Um, so I know she's seen it, but uh, she doesn't remember, I guess. So this might be her first. <laughs> <laughs> like full one that she's paying attention to maybe you want you want uh another truth sure. bomb here uh i've not seen one all the way through mm. i'm not so i'm i'm looking forward to watching gotta at least watch raiders I need yeah to catch up. yeah i need to catch up uh just because i feel like it's just one of those franchises right that that uh, you need to see i just watched the goonies oh, last yeah. year and that that one was always one pulp fiction i've, I've not seen, seen that pulp now fiction it's interesting um i don't understand i'm not a tarantino the, fan the, the, is my I, thing yeah like yeah uh, django was really good i think that was quentin Fett? Um, it was really good 
Jango Fett, yeah. Yeah, Boba's sister. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's Jenga, and that's the game. <laughs> yes. that you, never mind. We're getting way too far into this. Um, but no, it. yeah, just uh, I think it's one of those series that I need to watch because I feel bad I haven't watched it yet because of how heavily influenced Hollywood Studios is by Indiana Jones. So Yeah, uh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'm, right. I'm really excited to see it i own you know all the movies they're also all on disney plus now uh if people are interested this is not what the podcast is about but you know this is a little peek into some of logan's movies he hasn't seen yet i have some too i i have not seen independence day fully i've seen seen bits and pieces of it my friend casey was like you have to watch it so i i bought the two pack for like 7.99 on apple and i think after indie i'm gonna watch independence day tomorrow yeah maybe we should just do an episode like midweek or any off season of movies we haven't seen yet <laughs> and all the stateside people are like why are you what <laughs> what um no yeah that you know um uh, patreon content if we ever have a patreon there there you go yeah um exclusive, exclusive like get to know <laughs> logan and jordan um but yeah, we got a lot to talk about, actually, um, as much as we just stalled for five minutes there. Um, we do have quite a bit. We have the Gold Cup, which had two U.S. men victories. Um, we have a debate here about Jesus Farah. we will get to. We have some U.S. men's national team transfer rumors, and we also have some MLS stuff that we wanted to go over some news and um, some new jerseys that we'll look at and, and see what people think of them. But uh, we'll, we'll start with the USA stuff because it is Independence Day tomorrow, July 4th. Last night, U.S. men's national team beat Trinidad and Tobago 6-0. Uh, what was it? Wednesday, they beat St. Kitts and ne- uh, Nevis uh, 6-0 as well. Hazers Farah had two hat tricks back to back here uh huge victory for the u.s here uh jesus fair is starting to get this fun nickname now called <laughs> pirate of the uh, caribbean uh most of his goals i think it's like a 11 it. out of his 13 or something have been against caribbean nations uh, caribbean islands uh so i i saw somebody say that I didn't read the full thing and I probably should have, but I saw somebody say like the American outlaw should start singing something. And I'm thinking that if I'm finishing their thought, it would be Yoho pirates life for me. Right? Like, I feel like that's what we should be singing when Jesus Farah is scoring goals, especially if he does it in Orlando. Yeah. Drink up me Artie's Yoho. I don't know. Like it's something like that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that nickname, though. Could you imagine? So could somebody Photoshop, like, uh, Jack Sparrow? They did. I saw it on Twitter. Hold did on. They? Let me see if I can share That's it. That's awesome. I would love that I'm going to so use much. one of um, my uh, 600 posts that I can view um, <laughs> for my day. Can, can we? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, can we, if we're going to do uh, Jesus Ferreira as... Uh, Johnny Depp and Captain Jack can uh, Matt Turner be Will Turner since oh, the last name, right? You yeah, know what I mean? that might work. Yeah, somebody's trying to break into our Twitter account and read our 600 that's Twitter. Me that's me signing in. Oh, 
What are your thoughts on that, Jordan? Uh, I mean, it was big for the U.S. Men's National or team like Twitter, like because when when there's a U.S. Men's National team game on, Jordan, I see at least 600 tweets, like in a matter of shoot, like 20 minutes. Like I, I'm done. I'll be done with my limit. That <laughs> <laughs> looks so bad. It looks the so face bad. too. Looks like a face Johnny Depp would make. Like, oh, uh, like it does. Like, I don't know if I like the face. Like, I don't know why. It looks funny. It looks like, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny, though. I do like that. That's pretty funny. I wish it, but again, Matt Turner, yeah. right? Bootstrap. Bootstrap Turner. Yeah, get all the get all the yeah. barnacles on him. Yeah. We got a lot of fictional characters out there. We got Weston McKinney with the Harry yes. Potter stuff. Brendan Aronson's very Spider-Man. Like, I feel like he's very Spider-Man. Oh, we'll talk Marvel later. Wait, we got some Marvel stuff okay, to talk about. There we go. There uh, we go. But yes, St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, so this game went off the rails pretty quickly. I mean, literally, we scored a goal 12 minutes in, and I was like, okay, I got to pee real quick. So I was like trying to quickly go uh, to the bathroom. And then as I was coming back is the Brian Reynolds goal, which was a, a, a nice uh you know, a great shot. I think I shared it on the Twitter. And then two minutes after that, it saves with Ferris scoring his first one. Then he scores again in the 25th. Then he scores again in the 50th. And then Mahalovic scoring in the 79th to make it a six nil. I mean, it, it was crazy how quick these goals were flying in and they needed to, we needed to score a lot of goals to top the group because we drew with Jamaica one, one. Uh, we needed goal differential to get there. The U.S., of course, like I said at the top of the show, they they topped the group, so you know that that's how it happened. Uh, but Trinidad and Tobago, it kind of got us a little worried there uh, for a bit because we were scoring goals, and then uh, he, you know, Jamaica was starting to score goals. Like it took Jamaica a while to find the back of the net, and then they were starting to pile them in. Where I think at one point they were two goals down on goal differential. And then we scored like two more to really put it away. Um, but the Trinidad and Tobago game, Hazers Fair scored in the 14th minute, the 38th minute, and the 45th plus three to go to in a half, 3 0 up. Cade Cowell scored in the 65th, Buzio in the 79th, and Brandon Vasquez in the 90th plus four to end the game. That was like the last kick of the game. So I ask you, Logan. Now, Jesus Fair, first player, I think, since Landon Donovan to hit back-to-back hat tricks. Uh, maybe it was Dempsey. He was the first since somebody, okay, to hit back-to-back hat tricks. He is now, I think, already like 14th or 20th. He, he, he's really climbing the, the table here on where he ranks in all-time goals for the U.S. after you know, I think scoring like 14 or 15 goals. So he's, he's like the fastest player to get to double digits. Now, of course, though, when we look at that, there's context, right? The context is he hasn't faced the best competition, but also some of these players uh, in the past have played these same teams and have not performed. So it really is a question of how much stock should we put into it? And I'm going to ask you here, where does he rank on your striker depth chart for the U S men's national team at this moment? 
I think he's a, a very, very solid number two right now. Um, only because flow is that what we're calling flow? Is it flow? He likes, okay. uh, um, yes, he likes Ballo. He likes Ballo yeah. more than flow. Ballo, that's what it is, right? Um, either one, I like Ballo, uh, so we'll go with that. So I think when you look in, when you're looking at that, Ballo has competitions in Europe, and he's playing, I think, tougher competition. Obviously, the MLS is uh, the MLS. MLS is getting better. I think having Jesus Ferreira, who has been chasing that golden boot in the last two years, he's got 10 goals this year for FC Dallas. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. I will say one thing, though, Jordan, although he's number two in my heart uh, right now because of Paolo, he is Greg's guy. Like, Greg really likes Jesus. And I think one thing that is very beneficial that Jesus does that I don't think Ballo does as well is Jesus is really good at hold up play at the top of the, uh, at the number nine spot where he is, he's a great distributor on the ball. Um, he sets up teammates very nicely. That's why I think he's a great second option. You, you throw him in at the late stages of the game. He can find you a goal, whether it's himself scoring or him finding somebody else to score. Um, I think he's one of the best distributors as far as what we have. He plays better up in a higher position than Ballo does, I think. But again, Ballo is, is, I think, a more clinical finisher, and I think he's got better pace. He's stronger than Jesus. I think he's got more tactical um, abilities at at his feet. I think he's able to create his own goal, which I don't really think Jesus is very great at. I think he he relies heavily on having people in and around him. So I think if you're looking at talent, I think Ballo's got more talent. But I think Jesus is a great second option, and we need a second option. I mean, think about this, Jordan. Like, how many teams out there have a good number two option? Uh, we've never had one. So to have now two, in the game where you can just put Jesus in late stages of the game with Ballo next to him maybe or just below him, uh, and you had a different kind of dynamic. And I think that could very – well be possible uh having jesus kind of play in beside him because they don't really occupy the same spots that's interesting i don't know if i'd go as high as two but i think you make a good point that greg probably does right like i think i i think jesus is one of greg's guys uh he took him over Pepe right to the world cup my ranking would be balagoon Pepe, jesus fiera and then somewhere in there is Sargent and and uh, Brandon Vasquez, right? Like we 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 do have to fit some of these guys in at some point and figure out where they go. Brandon Vasquez, I think he should be playing more than he is in the Gold Cup. He's kind of getting pushed to the side a bit uh, because they're playing like Jesus, you know, Fiera uh, up, up top, and you know. We saw how good Balagoon was in the Nations League. We even saw Pepe come on and score a goal against Mexico. So um, it might be a little tight, right? It might be a little tight to get playing time for some of these strikers, and it might come down to even how well they're performing at their club at the same time, right? So, like, Pepe is making a move, um, which should see him more playing time. Josh Sargent might get some more playing time at Norwich now, right, again. But, you know, Balagoon is looking, I think he might be making a move. So it's the questions of where they go and how much they're playing that might even out. What if Jesus Ferrer goes overseas in January, right? I mean, I think one thing is 
I think people are a little too... There is a certain segment of fans that are very anti-Jesus Ferreira because he's an MLS player, but I think they also forget how young this kid still is. And he might make a move like Pepe does, and it might bring him to another level as well, right? But I think we are approaching that time, Logan, soon for Fiera to make that move at a nice young age still where he can develop and not miss out on a chance to move to a tougher league and become even better. Right. I think we are kind of running out of time on that. I think he's like what, 20, 21 years old, 22. 22. Okay. So he's still young, but like, ideally you want to make that jump before 25. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of thing. I I think think at the end of this season, might be time for Jesus Fair to make a move uh, to Europe. And we know Dallas will sell players. Yeah. They, they sold Brian Reynolds oh, right yeah. after they sold, you know, uh, another yeah. right back. They were like, get all of our right backs right. out of here. It was like their right. move. It's Reggie, Reggie Cannon, Cannon yeah. Brian, or uh, Brian. It was right? Reggie yeah. Cannon, then Brian Reynolds. And, yeah, Reynolds played for what? Like, and not Ryan Reynolds. No, 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 no. He's a Rex on Yeah, that's yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... I yeah, I think the time for Jesus Fair to make that move is is in January. Um, I think he'll want to see through the season because I think he is being such an instrumental player on the on the team for Dallas right now. And I think after that, I think Dallas might look at okay, we got to make that move, right? It's time for us to um, trigger that. Uh, trigger that move and i think they can actually probably get a good amount for him if pepe went for so much i i do think hazers probably has a better pedigree than pepe right so when you look at mls how long they've been there you know uh, hazers fair was there longer right so and, and scoring more goals i think so yeah should be should be interesting but uh really excited for that qatar beat mexico one nil by the way this was this was what they call FIFA scripting, okay? Where like Mexico had like seventy some percent of the possession, and had twenty five yeah. shots, and I think Qatar had one shot, and it's the goal. I mean, that's just incredible. Uh, that is the thing that if you're playing FIFA, you throw your remote across the room like. Uh, Mexico really struggling lately in any competition. It's it's really amazing how much they've been just bad. They're just bad right now. Oh, I mean, we talked about it. Like they're 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 young too. Like, and I'm not talking like really young players that have high that, that have huge potential. Like Chucky Lozano is really their player. That's their guy. Um, where where we are so used to having you know really big players there. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of angst. They, they see that the United States is clearly becoming a a desirable place. You've got Ballow that's coming over that wants to play for the United States and could have tried to stick it out with England, could have tried to make that team. I think there was a good chance he had a challenge for that number nine spot when Harry Kane was gone, but instead the kid clearly saw something and what he liked here, uh, in the U S You've got guys like Lucho Acosta, who's played really well, who's now he's he's part of the U.S. men's national team pool. I mean, you got guys, Jordan, that are just picking the United States and leaving countries that are so prolific in, in the soccer world. 
um, that I think we're starting to, you're really starting to see it. Like the fact that our, our B team, not even B, maybe B and C team are coming into these competitions. And I mean, a six nil win, five nil win. Yes. They're uh, against these Caribbean islands, but like, those are still really good wins and hell we, we had a hard time beating Trinidad and Tobago a couple of years ago, if you remember. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I am every time that I watch Jordan, I, I'm just like, man, this pool is getting so deep. Like Lucho Acosta yeah. would probably start on a lot of these, you a lot of these national teams now. And I don't even think he breaks the, US I think he could, he, I think he does a lot of, I, think, I, I so? think he does a lot of stuff that we could use really. I mean, yeah. Kind of like a, a De La Torre, right? Mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. kind of like one of those or rolled on like very similar. Well, I mean, he'll definitely be over rolled on, I would think. <laughs> yeah. But like, but somebody yeah. like that, I don't think he's quite in the, he's not in the game plan that you're coming up with uh, just yet, but he could get there. Um, but the fact that he, I, it was just out of your mind, uh, out of sight, out of mind, because nobody I think thought he was going to to change a, uh, the one time switch over the U S men's national team, but he has. So this is what it's wild that, that they're, they're all kind of shifting their attention towards the U S and now we're the Kings of CONCACAF. So, yeah. Uh, sticking with the, the U S players, uh, Pepe is at PSV. Now Timothy Weah is officially at Juventus. Brennan Aronson is linked to the union of Berlin, not of Philadelphia. Yeah, and back. Uh, we have Pulisic linked to AC Milan. And actually, he was also linked to Club, uh, you know, Lyon uh, over in France. Uh, so he's got AC Milan and uh, Lyon after him. Apparently, the reports say he turned down Lyon because he wants to be in Champions League football. Uh, so he would rather the AC Milan move. Uh, so let's. Wh- which one of those players do you want to start with first, Logan? On where you think if it's a good fit or uh, or not? Uh, Timothy Weah, yeah, I guess. Juventus. Um, Juventus. I think they've kind of struggled some, but I think him linking up there uh, could actually, one, he's going to get really competitive soccer. Whereas, because he was at, was he at Lille or was he at Lyon? I can't remember which one he was with. I think it was Lille, wasn't it? Lille, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I'm more excited about that because I think it's a step up. I think the Brennan Aronson one is interesting because I just don't know enough about where he's going. Um, and maybe you do because I, I know you were you were more keen on the the, the their Bundesliga right Union, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know too much about the Bundesliga, but um, as far as Juventus, he's one of the top teams in that country. He's going to be playing against guys like Christian Pulisic if he goes to AC Milan. I think that's the other player that grabs my attention. Those two in particular, especially I guess Christian, um, way a step up, Christian needed to land somewhere where I think it benefits him. And I think this is probably one of the better moves that he could make, honestly. Like, I, I really do like this move if he plays. So, um, again, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the deal was at Chelsea. You probably know more so than I. It just didn't seem like that was ever going to be a fit. And he had injuries. And then when he was playing well, Frank kind of gave him the boot. And then he started playing in defensive positions and just seemed like a really bad place to be and he doesn't seem like he was going to be happy so i think he might be happy here um and i think it takes him out of the limelight where he's still playing champions league football so uh yeah so juventus is seventh in Serie A last year um Mm -hmm. union berlin finished fourth in the bundesliga so they will be playing champions league uh football with brendan aronson going there so 
it's it's a step up over Leeds, I think. Uh, Union Berlin is not usually as good as they've been lately. They're trying to kind of, I think, you know, break into that top tier of, you know, they were fifth the previous season. They jump up to fourth. The year before they were fifth, they were seventh. So they keep kind of rising a bit. Um, the Bundesliga is very competitive for pretty much anything under Bayern Munich. Uh, but it's nice to see Brendan Aronson maybe get back into Champions League football. He played there when for you know Salzburg when he was at Salzburg. Um, it's better than playing Championship football <laughs> in in Leeds. So. I, I like that move if that becomes official. Um, Way at Juventus is interesting. I'm not sure. Juventus is kind of just bumming me out lately. You know, we saw them with Weston McKinney. Um, They got like a point deduction last season as well. Uh, just, I, I don't know what the vibe there is, but. They never played well with Ronaldo either. Like, okay. But like, I think people thought they were going to get to like Real levels. And it never happened. And I think the other part is like Juventus, and I think the Serie A in general is pretty, I mean, down on its luck as far as money's concerned. And it's really just not the league, I think, that, I don't know, it just seems like Italian football, at least recently, just not been what it mm-hmm. used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of these teams are broke. They lost out World right? Cup. Too. I mean, yeah. Uh, now, I do like Pulisic going to Milan if that happens. I, I do think he can make a difference there. I, I do. Um, I like their jerseys a lot, too, so I'd probably end up buying one with the Pulisic on the back. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I don't have an, I don't necessarily have an Italian club. I Fiorentina, but, I mean, if he ended up there, that would have been bad because they're not very good. But Milan, he does look good in Milan kit. It's in our yeah, thumbnail. Yeah, it's edited, of course, by somebody online, I found. Yeah. But, yeah, it's on our thumbnail. Yeah, um, yeah it. I, I, there's something about the red and black stripes like Atlanta has that AC Milan has. And I really like that. And uh, yes, I would, I would buy a Jersey of AC Milan. And I've, I've always kind of leaned to them over inner Milan when it came to the two Milans, like which one I like more um, when I would watch them. So I'd, I'd like him going there. If that's where he ends up, uh, I do think it's a better league Serie A than going to, Lyon in France for Liga 1. So, yeah, I will definitely take him going to there. He he had an interview with, I think, Hercule Gomez about maybe eventually going to MLS. He said he had a few years still that he thinks he can play at Europe Champions League levels and, and kind of alluded to after the World Cup maybe reassessing. So it, it wouldn't be... A shock if 2027, 2028 Pulisic is coming to MLS to the Union, right? I would hope so. <laughs> uh, he's a PA yeah, kid. Yeah, he is. No, he's, no, he's, he's a PA kid. kid. I is don't he think kid? he would want about... to play. I'd be a lot of pressure. Ugh. I just I could see him like LAFC, LA Galaxy, New York, Seattle, Seattle. That'd be that kind of fun. Be fun. I could see him in green. Yeah. That'd be cool. Green or Verde, give some awesome. He's got, he's got yeah, some his awesome cousin roots. was there, right? At one yeah. point, yeah, yeah. Went to a couple games there. I think it, yeah. No, I, I like the prospect of that or Vegas <laughs> when they have a team. So Sacramento, if they know. get a team, um, <gasps> Miami with oh Messi, my god, yeah. Fun. Who gets the 10 then? Could you imagine? 
<laughs> oh, Christian, he's easily. Who Messi'd be like fifty at yeah, that point. Yeah, Messi will be retired <laughs> by the time Pulisic comes over here. It is interesting to think like, oh, where could he go, right? Um, McKenny is being. You think all the U.S. Else. players end up doing huh? that? Like, I have a feeling all the U.S. players could end up doing that at some point, like in their careers now, because MLS has become how good it is. Well, Dempsey and them did it. Dempsey did it. Donovan did it. Like, I feel yeah, like that was the uh, that was kind of like the start yeah. of like MLS what two point oh two and a half. I don't know what you want to call it, but where we started getting bigger name U.S. players coming over. Uh, that was right after twenty fourteen. Tim Howard right? play here. Tim Howard was the rep, wasn't he? Uh, Tim Howard, yes, when he came back, yeah, but he he actually yeah. started over here too, I believe. I don't know that. Do I have that wrong? I might have that wrong. Was he the crew? No, I thought he played um, Metro Stars. That's right, Red Bulls. Oh, okay, that's what they're known as back in the day. Um, yeah, so he left Metro Stars to go to Man U, then Everton, and then Colorado. And in 2020, he played for Memphis in the USL Championship. I forgot about that. Six games. Tim yeah, Howard six did? games. Now he's on TV. Now he's now Look he's on TV. Uh, now he's on the Premier League. Um, but okay, apparently also. Uh, Sky Sports is reporting that Arsenal wants fifty million pounds for Balogun. So I mean, maybe he'll end up getting sold by Arsenal for fifty million. I don't know where he'll go for that price, but that would be a. Uh, that seems like a big price for somebody that hasn't really played for Arsenal um, a lot, you know, I don't know how they do these evaluations at times, but uh, it is also his birthday. So happy birthday, Balagoon. All right. uh, Let's see. Any other talk, any, any other players stick out to any of those links before we uh, move on? I don't think so. I think I don't know. I yeah. Uh, I, I don't know anybody as far as U.S. Men's National Team is concerned. So, just knock my window. All right, Logan. Let's let's talk some jerseys here. Okay, so the the training top for the Marvel themed week or whatever they're doing. I think it's for tomorrow. I don't know. It has been revealed. Um. Select games during the 2023 season. I think some teams are wearing them tomorrow. They also have like a Captain America ball, but the jersey is a Captain America themed jersey here. Each team has the same one, which I think might be a little disappointing unless they're going to do these every year. I don't know. But what is your thoughts here on the Captain America jersey training top, whatever it is? I, I like the idea. I don't like the colors of the logos, and I don't know how you'd have done it, but like I don't you know. Can't it's, see them. I, I can't would, see them from here. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Like I wish it was more subtle. You know what I mean? Not like not like this. This is like it looks like a Target kit. I don't know. It looks weird. Um, this isn't the route I'd have gone. I'd have gone a much better route with this one. I feel like you could have made some really cool ones um, for Marvel, and you could have done this with all the characters. I think it would have been a lot of fun to do that. 
like a year of like the training kits for Marvel. Um, one, I think it's awesome though. I mean, as far as Marvel's concerned, like they're teaming up with MLS. That means it's a massive brand MLS. That is, um, Apple's can, you know, involved, obviously Disney's got to be involved if, uh, Marvel's being uh, involved. So I, I love this idea. I think they struck out on this first one. If they're going to do more, I, I, I love the idea. I like the shield, but I just think it's too busy. Like I the wish best, it was not as I wish it was just more like just a The shield. best part that came out of this just was more. we got to see Bedoya wear it and hold the supporter shield from twenty twenty that was a sticker over top of the Captain America shield. Remember how they had to do that because they didn't have the shield there? Yeah. And he was holding it like yep. Captain America. I mean, that was pretty cool. The rest of this is is not good. Look, I am a huge Marvel fan. I podcast about Marvel. I read the comics, all that good stuff. Um, this, I, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's too busy. It's just the shield over and over and over and over and over again. The gold for the team and the sponsor makes it very hard to read what team it is. Now, of course, they're not using this for games, so it's a little doesn't matter. But where it does matter is that I will not buy one. As a Marvel fan, I will not buy this. It's it doesn't there's no reason for me to buy this. I'll never wear it. It looks ugly. I want to see what they do for Spider Man though. Can it can it get Spider Man? Yeah. Uh, Toronto is getting a third kit, I guess, because they have sold the certain threshold. I, yeah, I guess because of the Italian right? yeah. yeah. Um, it's called the Energy Kit, and uh, let's let's here we go. Here's the picture. There, there's the one that shows it pretty well. What's your thoughts on this? It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I don't like that at all. What is that? I'm so confused. It looks awful. That looks horrible. Why are they wearing that? Is there a reason? Like, I feel bad. I feel like this is grassroots kind of stuff, but like, I'm not a fan. This is an ugly kid. <laughs> uh, let me see if it says uh, where they got these colors from. But Kingston, right? Like, it looks like that's Jamaican. Uh, the, the new uniform pays tribute to Caribbean culture by featuring a bold color palette. Uh, synonymous I mean, with the sites of Carnival. Uh, the texture pattern nods the brilliant feathers worn by Mas Bonds, complemented by the all-for-one pillars highlighted on the jock tag. Uh, it'll be the first time it'll they'll wear it the first time during TFC's annual Caribbean Heritage Night on July eighth, uh, which is against St. Louis at BMO Field. Sorry, not the one in California. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's nice for that, but I'm not a big fan of it. Shocker, right? I mean, I think great sentiment. Ugly, ugly kit. Like, they could have done better with that. I got just, they miss so often, and fans hit it so well. Like, some of these people that design kits just for fun. Like, I, I'm so tired of that. Like, it's so annoying. Why would you not take, like, the popular kit and try to design one like it? I mean, I don't understand. This is too much. Yeah, I don't know. Anytime you put yellow and red together, though, it's not really red. Yeah, it's I'm pink. Not a big fan of that. Yeah, is it pink? Like the little the BMO sign? Yeah, 
I guess it is. Yeah, I just can't see it very well. Yeah. There you go. That's oh. a that's a better view mm -hmm. of it, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You know what it looks like, like to it. me? It looks like the '90s, uh, like styrofoam cups. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the little logos you get on those at yep. the takeout or whatever. At the, <laughs> the mall. mall. Yeah. yeah. It's yep. Very Robin Sherbatsky. Let's go to the mall. Is what this is. Robin let's go Spartans. to the mall. Jordan, let's. Yeah. I didn't know malls still existed, to be honest. They do, yeah. I, yeah, oh, wow. I go to That's mine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there you go. There's our jersey talk. I know we got some dislikes on our jersey post. Did we really? I haven't really even visited that. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, we did. Because uh, I guess, you know, people have been saying these jerseys that were created this year were like were fire. fire, if you want to use the term. Like Chicago. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. we were not big fans of of them at all. <laughs> all right, let's talk some El Trafico sold out for July 4th game at the Rose Bowl. It's like 80,000 people. Um, so I guess not fully sold out, but they said sold out. I guess however many tickets they were going to sell is sold out. But um, should be pretty good. Should be pretty good. This is the remake from the first, the first uh, week um, that was rained out or snowed out whatever it was a uh, cold out whatever whatever it was that made them push it in california uh for the weather they're re they're making it up on july 4th at like 10 10 30 something like that i have it in front of me um if it loads okay 10 30 yes uh so after you get watch fireworks if you're on the east coast come home put on the game, lay in bed. That's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, but I'm really excited for that. Uh, all right, so big news here. We didn't talk about it last week, I don't think. But Tata Martino was named as the coach of Miami FC coming back from Atlanta. Well, not Atlanta, but, you know, he was in Mexico coaching the national team. He got let go. And this has been a hot rumor for quite a while, right, that he would be going to... Miami is kind of like the one that makes the most sense. He's teaming up with Joseph Martinez again. I mean, there's some stuff there. He he knows Messi, right? I mean, it kind of seems like the stars are aligning. Do you think this is what Miami needs? Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, I mean, obviously, Messi isn't going to get the, the coach he prefers, um, I think. But I guess if you're going to look at Coaches that MLS could attract, he'd probably be on top of the list. Maybe Bielsa if they could have convinced him somehow. Um, but I, I think it makes sense because of the background with Tata. It'll be interesting because I don't think that Joseph and Tata really ended on good of note uh, on uh, in the Atlanta side. So I don't. I don't. It's interesting. He he kind of flounders where he goes, except for Atlanta. I mean, it it seems. I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think old school meets new school meets messy with Joseph sprinkled in. Um, it'll, it'll be an interesting, I'm just interesting. It, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they can cook up down there just because I think, I don't know. I'm just not convinced that he's the manager that really will, I guess, bring this whole thing together, but I could be wrong. I think it'll work. I, I I am maybe a little bit more optimistic than you, I guess. I think 
this is a bit a great fit. This makes more sense than Phil Neville ever did in Miami. I think having a player that I mean a manager that can speak Spanish and, and is gonna play his style of soccer in Miami where it's more of a uh Hispanic uh population anyway, I think uh makes a lot more sense than Phil Neville's England style uh stuff. So I, I, I do think this makes a lot more sense. I'm really excited about it. Him teaming up with Joseph again is great. He's he's teaming up with Messi again. Like he is uh and especially if they go out and get Jordi Alba or Luis Suarez, they were kind of speaking about that of you know Luis Suarez is under contract somewhere else so it would have to be a transfer fee, but you know that they're thinking about bringing in one more player. Uh, to go with Sergio Busquets and and Messi joining the team. And we do know that Messi's going to play first game is going to be on uh, July 21st, which is the year their, um, uh, their, their league's cup uh, start. So he's resting up right now. He's probably going to be ready to go. I'm, I'm super excited to see how that's going to play out throughout the rest of the year. And if they can make it, into the playoffs because where they currently sit is last place dead last in the East. They're 10 points out of a playoff spot right now. That's uh, what four wins, three wins and a draw. Mm -hmm. They can do that, but they need some things to go their way. And they also need their European players to adapt as soon as they get over here, which is something that doesn't usually happen. So, very curious to see how that'll shake out, but at least it's a manager that is familiar with managing overseas and managing big names, but also is familiar with MLS. I think that is like the perfect fit for this team and uh, should hopefully help them going forward. They might have help coming to um, Busquets is coming, um, but you see Sergio Ramos is also now linked. That'd so that is it's between inner Miami and two Saudi clubs. And Sergio is weighing his options and a decision to be made soon. So that would be really wild that three of some of the bigger names that have ever played in La Liga end up on one team and they were rivals. Yeah. So it, it'd be interesting how they to play see, together. <laughs> like the, yeah, I would love that so much. It'd be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, last bit of news. Austin FC have named Rodolfo Bordell, as sporting director, he's coming over from Manchester City. He he was like an assistant to Pep Guardiola. He's coming over to replace Claudio Reyna. Pretty big signing for Austin. Um, they had said that Austin actually lost some players and also lost some uh, deals have fallen through when Claudio was announced that he was departing, I guess because uh, they were he was working on stuff and he probably had connections and deals just kind of fell through. So now having a sporting director again, I think will help them and having one that's worked with pep and uh, you know, worked at Manchester city might be able to get them some more contacts to get bigger names even over in Austin. They have Matthew McConaughey for God's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a, it, uh, it's that same tree of coaches right i mean look what uh, artet has done you know off of that tree from pep i think it's the same kind of thing with borel 
he's always in Pep's ear. Um, I've obviously watched a lot of City games, but he's a he's a well respected assistant coach. Been with Pep nine years at Manchester City, so uh, world class organization that has a lot of talent that knows how to recruit a lot of players. That's worked with a lot of you know different Argentinian, uh, I guess, developmental leagues. Um, I think the scouting is exceptional out of Brazil as well. So youth out of Brazil and Argentina. So two of the bigger South American clubs, he's Spanish speaking. I think that helps tremendously as well. Um, as far as Austin's concerned. So yeah, no, I, I think it's a good move. It'll be interesting to see him, um, in the U S just because I, it's going to be really interesting. I, I think that we're starting to see that shift a little bit where we're starting to see European talent. That is some of the best talent we've ever had on the pitch, off the pitch, whatever it might be starting to start to kind of crane their necks over here, Jordan. They're, uh, they're pretty interested in what's us soccer has got going on. So that'd be pretty interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. It's growing, right? I mean, we got the world cup coming. I mean, it's good. Look, oh, people, I think sometimes focus too much on how much the national team affects this kind of stuff, but even just having the world cup here and then having a player like Messi here during that time, having, big names coming over here that either coach or are in front offices help. And it's going to continue, continue, continue to grow over here. So I'm really excited for that. Um, actual last bit of news. Jim Curtin has signed an extension through 2026 season for, um, for Philadelphia union. So I didn't have that in the notes, but I, I remembered it as we were talking. Um, Okay, uh, Ernst Tanner, uh, apparently his contract goes up at the end of the year too, so they're going to have to work to uh, get him settled as well. Previewing the next uh, few games coming up here, we have tomorrow, July 4th, Gold Cup, Canada and Cuba at 6.30, uh, Guadalupe and Guatemala uh, play at 6.30 as well, Miami and Columbus at 7.30, Orlando and Toronto at 7.30, Costa Rica and Martinique at 8.30 in the Gold Cup. Dallas and D.C. at 8.30. Back at the Gold Cup, Panama and El Salvador at 8.30. Then Colorado, Portland at 9.30. And L.A. and L.A. in El Trafico, 10.30. Apple TV, that game is free. Not even going to charge you for that one. Wednesday, July 5th, NYCFC in Charlotte at 7.30. That one's going to be at City Field. And then uh, on Saturday, we have the Group C winner versus Qatar. We have Charlotte and Cincy. That is at 7.30. That's free. Columbus and NYCFC is at 7.30. That is free. D.C. and Miami is 7.30. Montreal, Atlanta at 7.30. Red Bulls, New England, Toronto, St. Louis, both of those at 7.30. Then at 8.30 is Chicago, Nashville. Houston SKC, which is free. Minnesota, Austin, Colorado, and Dallas at 9.30. Also at 9.30 is going to be Mexico versus the Group C second place. RSL and Orlando, that one's free at 9.30. LA Galaxy and Philadelphia Union at 10.30, that is free. LAFC and San Jose at 10.30, that is free on Apple TV. And Vancouver, Seattle, at 10:30. Sunday, July 9th, we have Group D winner versus Jamaica and USA versus Group D second place. 
yeah. And then Tuesday we'll have quarterfinalists for uh, Gold Cup. So there you go. Uh, the current standings, Cincinnati still top in Supporter Shield and East. They have 44 points out of 20 games played. Nashville is back up to second with 38 points. New England, back up to third with 37. The Columbus Crew have jumped up to the top four with 34 points. And now Philly has dropped down to fifth with 34 points. Atlanta in sixth with 32 as Atlanta beat Philly 2-0. Really great goal scored by Almada uh, yesterday. Orlando in seventh with 31 points. Montreal in eighth with 26. And D.C. United in ninth with 26 points. Charlotte in 10th with 24, NYCFC in 11th with 24, Red Bulls in 12th with 23, Chicago in 13th with 23, Toronto in 14th with 19, and Miami in 15th with 16. Over on the West, St. Louis still sits top with 35 points. They've been hanging in there. LAFC in 2nd with 32 points. They have a game in hand, though, over St. Louis. Seattle in 3rd with 32 points. RSL in fourth with 30, Dallas in fifth with 29, San Jose in sixth with 28, Houston Dynamo in seventh with 27, Austin in eighth with 26, Vancouver in ninth with 25. Then under the playoffs line here is SKC in 10th with 24, Minnesota in 11th with 24, Portland in 12th with 22. Not enough really being made about how bad Portland's been lately. LA Galaxy in 13 with 16 points, and Colorado in 14th with 14 points. Uh, anything about play uh, those sp- those uh, standings that you wanted to cover before we jump out of here? Um, I guess kudos to RSL. Look at them sitting fourth place. Uh, they've got the most interesting. Uh, team Jordan because I was looking at their stats um, I brought them up earlier just because I was interested to kind of see like where they're getting most of their goals from and it's like the most equally distributed amount of goals I've ever seen it's like uh, Savarino's got them Pablo Ruiz Demir Krylock's got four uh, Vusovsky's got four like they just share the wealth there um, and I think that's what RSL has to do I think uh, we all know that that they're not they don't ever really have that guy that really jumps out uh, and is going to be one of those prolific scores that just takes this team to a whole different level. They've just never really been that um, over the last couple of years. So to see them performing so well. Now, the West, I will say, has been pretty weak, I think, this year. I don't know if it's weakness or they just are all very The fact the that St. Louis like is still number one yeah. when they are – at times still struggling. Like they'll go through like a tough stretch where they'll lose some. And then LAFC, we, they had all these games in hand that I thought they would just win. And now they only have one game in hand and right. You know, they can jump over St. Louis if they win in El Trafico tonight, but not tonight, tomorrow night. Sorry. Uh, but uh, I just really want that game to be here, so I'm I'm pushing it ahead. Uh, but, you know, so, but will they? Right? Because these self traffico games are so wild most of the time. If you're yeah. gonna ask me for game of the week this week, it's obviously that one, right? I mean, like that is the one. Right. They probably wish it was played earlier. 
um, because it would have been more enticing when LA Galaxy weren't like scraping the bottom of the West. Um, but yeah, but just go back, Jordan. Look, look, look at RSL negative five goal differential. They're one of the worst defenses in the league, and they've only scored twenty six goals, and they're sitting fourth in the Western Conference. It is nuts. Like a negative five differential like and, and if you look at the point total i mean if you really factor all this in some math guru will probably tell me i'm wrong but they're like a bottom of the eastern conference playoff team um if that like a negative five goal differential i don't think i've ever seen that high in a in the standings so so to see them as high as they are having played more games than most of the teams um, it, it's it's baffling. Like that's how bad uh, the Western Conference is. Really, the Western Conference is up for grabs. I I just think LAFC is going to grab it eventually. They're just like it's like if this was going to be or you want be the year you wanted to win the West and take LAFC down, this was the year to do it. And nobody's done it yet. So I don't know. It the Western Conference will be a bloodbath. I think come decision day time because if you look at it from. The number, I guess, the number fourth spot all the way down to the number 12th spot where Portland is. There's only eight points in between them. That's not a lot. So Yeah, lots of opportunity to jump up. Like I said, Portland is only three points out of a playoff spot. But, I mean, they've been not great this season, especially away. Like home, they have a yeah. you know, over 500. But away, they only have one win. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at some point, they weren't great last year, right, either. So I do wonder at how much uh, Savarese's job is going to be on the line here if they don't get something. I mean, they got they lost to Minnesota 4-1, right? Minnesota's not good, right? <laughs> they drew with NYCFC 1-1, who's not good. They lost to Chicago 2-1. Their last respectable result was probably a draw with San Jose, who's doing pretty good. They beat Dallas, and they drew with Seattle at the beginning of June. At that point, they were kind of back on the up and up. Three straight results where you're like, that's pretty decent for Portland. And then they go through three results that are, uh, no doubt about them, really bad results for Portland. And uh, look, I I mean, I don't know what to make of it at this point. But, you know, they have Colorado, who's bottom, coming up here tomorrow on July 4th. Hopefully, if you're a Portland fan, you want to get points there. And then you're going to go up against a rising Columbus crew who have jumped all the way up to fourth, which is a team that I've always been kind of like thinking Columbus should be doing better than they are. Now they're starting to show that a bit. You know, they're back over the union. And um, who knows how that'll be for Portland. Rematch of the 2015, uh, 2015 MLS Cup. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen too many. I don't. I guess I don't follow enough Portland fans. I follow a lot of like Austin fans, Minnesota fans. I see when they're going through stuff, right? SKC fans. I see when they're going through stuff. I have not seen that many people on Portland Twitter be like, "This is bad right now." But I feel like it is. <laughs> I feel like they're lucky to only be three points out of a spot. And it is thundering crazy here. There might be some storms uh, in around the area where you're living. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. 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 I saw your private chat. Uh, storms coming. Might yes. Lose power. I, we're lose Wi-Fi. So I probably should wrap yeah. it up here. Uh, we, we talked a lot here. Yeah. I, I don't want to like have to jump back on for like a quick minute or yeah. something. But um, if you want to give us a follow, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Stateside Show, use one of your 300 or 600 tweets you're allowed to view a day. 
to view what we say. <laughs> um, or you can uh, follow us on like Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Stateside Show. Um, what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to try to get one ready for tomorrow or later in the week. But keep an eye. I'm going to try to do another Immaculate Grid soccer style. I did one for MLS last week. I actually got some good you know, you got some people replying and making good guesses and all that kind of stuff. But if you're not familiar with it, it's a baseball thing called Immaculate Grid. Three by three squares, teams or stats as the rows and columns. And you have to try to find a player that fits into each, you know, uh, fits in the square that, you know, has played for like my example was played for Portland and crew. All right. So you put a player that's played for both of them. You can only use a player once. So you have to be careful if you're going to, what you're going to do there. But yeah, we had some great feedback on that. So I'm going to try to do that weekly. I'm not going to do daily, but I think I'm going to try to do that weekly and see if we can come up with some really cool um, ones there. that can either stump you or, be easy i guess i don't know but i I like trying to stump people so that's probably the way it's gonna go i'm already (laughs) yeah you are logan yes all right uh at stateside show on all of our socials have a great rest of your week if you're off for july 4th if you're american uh you know have a great july 4th uh holiday be safe and we'll catch you next time